Stop, stop, I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theatre. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Stop it now, I'm leaving. Hello and welcome back. We are breaking up with RBS. This is episode 10. I am Tawny Santabria. I am JDK Whittakin. It's actually episode 11. It is episode 11. <laughs> I even I even wrote it down. <laughs> it's episode 11. See, Gosh. we're here to debunk the junk and yes. we just debunked some. Yes, your hat threw me off. I was like, <laughs> are we taking a day off or something? What's happening? <laughs> You're going to blame the fact that I'm wearing a hat in the studio. Okay. That's a story. Uh, that I is never... a story. Yes. <laughs> JD's hat, man. Now, now there is a story around the hat. There uh, is. If you're watching on the video feed uh, and on our YouTube channel, Breaking Up With RBS, uh, spell out the word, you'll find it. Um, I'm wearing a hat because the story is my hair doesn't look good because I haven't had a haircut in a while. Oh, got it. So I just, okay. I'm, I'm okay. overdue. It's a bad hair day. I'm not sure it's a bad hair day, which is itself a story, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't every bad hair day a story? It's a story. Yes. Yes. Right. But, yeah. Okay, so bad hair week, bad hair month. <laughs> right. On whose evaluation? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So, all right. So, anyway, episode 11. Uh, yes. Welcome to all of you. Um, and again, if uh, you're listening live uh, on 1069 Warm, uh, good morning. And uh, otherwise, you can listen to this as a podcast on your favorite platform. I mentioned the YouTube channel. You can join our Facebook group uh, under the same title, Breaking Up With Our BS. We have stuff going on in between. Mm-hmm. Got some fun stuff coming up that we're planning. Yes. Yeah, which is which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so all right, so we're already thrown off. The hat threw you off. Yeah. Um, I'm a little thrown off because I got exactly what I deserve by point- mocking you last week for forgetting your mug because I forgot it this week. It's karma. <laughs> karma. Yeah, it'll get you every time. Every single every time. Every single time. And it's, I kind of, I remember sitting in the studio last week going, I might have just set myself up to do that. Mm-hmm. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yes. Um, yes. However, it's kind of an important thing for me sometimes to take sips of, so do you mind if I use yours today? You know what? What's mine here is yours. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing. Yes, like, and our know. color. We're, we're sharing color today, too. <laughs> Got the gray memo. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Obviously, our dispositions, though, are much brighter. Yes. So mm-hmm. um, anyway, mm-hmm. so welcome to all of you. Uh, we left off last time talking about, we ended up, we've, we've been talking <sighs> about trust, and then we, we kind of unpacked the idea of mm-hmm. authenticity and talked about transparency might be a better word for how we, how we can really say we're trusting ourselves and we talked about control and all that. Mm-hmm. And you kind of left us on a cliffhanger. Right. Last, I, I wondered week. something. Yeah, you wondered something. And yes. everybody's had to wait a week. Oh, my gosh. What you were wondering. And I know I'm, I'm going to say my wondering. I was like, well, right. Like. <laughs> That's a story. <laughs> See, they happen all the time. They happen all the time. Uh-huh. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. But if I can recall correctly here. Mm-hmm. Um, my wondering was about authenticity and self-control and how and related to trust. But then I was I was thinking about like is self-control in and of itself sort of a habitual behavioral situation? Mm. Like like if we're worried about self-control, yeah, right. Like we're 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 sort of planning or preparing right. somehow As- to control ourselves. Right, which is the like as we were talking about last week, self control equaling trust in a lot of people's mind. Like mm-hmm. I can trust myself if I have self control. Right. So and and self control in and of itself can be quite disconnecting. 
because, oh, interesting. because it can be a series of patterned behaviors. Right. Checklists. Right. If somebody looks at me this way, then I'm going to respond this way. Mm. Right. So if somebody says this, then I know to respond this. Mm-hmm. So none of that actually is about trusting ourselves in the moment. We just might have sort of like this prepared framework. Condition from the past. Yes. Like we talked about last week. Yes. Okay. Yes. Which wouldn't be present. It wouldn't be present. It wouldn't be dynamic. It wouldn't necessarily be open mm-hmm. and curious mm-hmm. and creative, which is where we get connectivity <laughs> to ourselves and others, where we flow. Right. So it's just an interesting thing. I was just curious about that self-control being somewhat of a habitual sort of behavioral pattern that Mm -hmm. we've created Mm -hmm. based off of a story Mm -hmm. and we have to put it into place, Mm -hmm. which I guess if we keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, we build confidence around it. Sure. Right. So we might feel more confident in ourselves to do the same thing over and over and over again. Right. But is that really trust around Whatever happens in this moment. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> no, it's not. Because it, it sounds like over-preparation. And it sounds like it's coming from a place of fearing what's going to happen mm-hmm. and needing to avoid whatever dangers come. Now, on some level, that do, I mean, what we're not talking about here is just you just open yourself up to whatever mm-hmm. or ignore the lessons of your past or anything like that. It's... It seems like it's more like being aware of those things, knowing that, and recognizing that the given moment you might be in might very well be different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. If, you know, and I've seen it happen in relationships. It's happened with me in relationships, you know, where I've had, you know, when, if people come up and talk to me, sometimes I don't react too well to that. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been confronted really directly by people in different situations. And sometimes if that happens, I can have an emotional Mm-hmm. response, almost a, a body response that happens before I'm even aware of it. Mm-hmm. The difference though now is being able to go, okay, this isn't the same thing mm-hmm. or it doesn't necessarily need to be the same thing. Mm-hmm. And being able to trust that I can be okay with that without having to worry about it. Like when I go somewhere today, is somebody going to confront me or is, you know, is something weird going to happen? Is something bad going to happen? Because for me, historically, Fears like that kept me isolated, kept me disconnected from other people, from myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, there's something about that, you know, and I think sometimes we can kid ourselves into thinking, okay, well, I know this about myself. I know these things and we create these lists and then we wonder why we still can have trouble connecting <laughs> with yes. people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This need to, I think you were kind of like dancing around it, but this need to kind of know what is going to happen next so that we, so then that self-control is built around that, right? We've talked about needing to know (laughs) what's going to happen next before we can even take a step in any direction, right? You did this on purpose. (laughs) The reason why I'm laughing, everybody, is this is a conversation Mm -hmm. that Tawny and I have had Many times over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I'm laughing about it in part because it it's easy to laugh about now because I recognize that, that it's something. When Tawny first said to me once in the midst of a series of stories I had whipped up around, if, if memory serves, 
four or five different things simultaneously, yeah. uh, work, personal life, family. She once, <laughs> she said to me, she said, you know, JD, I think your biggest problem is you have this deep need, quote unquote, to know what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. And I remember, and I can, I can actually feel the feeling in my body again right now as I say this. There was both an immediate tensing upon hearing that and then relief of recognition. It's almost like my body kind of unwound from a knot that I didn't know it was in because she's 100% right. And the, the desire to know what's going to happen next has been historically for me the key to all my anxiety. And it has done things like historically, not the last few years, but historically limited me in my willingness to get to know people or to be vulnerable in relationships and to let them grow. I have chronically undervalued myself in things like my workplace and, you know, jobs I've been maybe been interested in or things like that. It has slowed me down on trying to get my book published and get things posted from taking steps that I want to do, but because I don't know what's going to happen if I do them, I don't take them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my guess is I'm not the only one who no. does that. Right. Yeah. I think so many of us do that. Yeah. We've been conditioned to think that, you know, think ahead. You know, we, we've been conditioned as, as youngsters to kind of go through this thought process of if A, then B, then mm. C, right? And so having that anticipatory, you know, experience about everything. But the mm. problem then becomes um, if we can't make a move until we believe that a particular outcome is going to present itself, mm-hmm. then then we're really limited and we're making more stuff up. So not only are we involved in all of the stories of the past that we've been conditioned to believe that aren't real here in the future right now, we're also making up potential outcomes. Yeah. And and not really taking steps even in any way towards them. Mm-hmm. And so, wow, that just feels quite paralyzing and and suffocating. Yeah, and it is. It's both of those. And what I what I would also would add into that oftentimes, at least in my case, is all those things you mentioned and they all need to happen in a certain time frame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the longer they're uncomfortable, the more of a sign it might be I'm on the quote unquote wrong path. Another story. Or, or, right, or I, I made the wrong choice mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I know that there's ways that we we, as people, we try to talk ourselves into or out of these various paths or, you know, some of us want to believe that we need to find our calling or that there's a destiny or, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're religious, what does your, what does the, the God of your understanding want you to do? What are you supposed to do? And how do you, how can you tell the difference between that and your own self, your own ego or whatever? And wow, pick any one of those threads and you can overcomplicate real fast. Right. Just being trapped in the overthinking of all of those things, trying mm-hmm. to figure it out from a headspace. Mm-hmm. Your body is sort of just there mm-hmm. and 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 you're disconnected. And that no wonder why so many of us feel stuck yeah. where we're at. 
And then over time, as if our expectations aren't met or if, if the outcome or the time frame doesn't go the way we want it to, that's when things can get really dangerous because then you can start slipping into what does it all mean or this means nothing, you know, and suddenly your stories are about your life isn't going the way it should have or it's been, you've wasted it or whatever. I've told myself all those things mm. before. And when that whole, when you mentioned that to me that first time, you need to know what's next. And then immediately followed it up with, what would it be like if you accepted the fact that you don't know what's going to happen next? How would, if you could accept that Mm -hmm. fully, Mm -hmm. what would that feel like? And I remember rattling off these things like, I'd feel so much calmer. Mm -hmm. I would, I know I would probably be more content with my life. I'd probably notice a lot more things around myself, about myself, about other people. Mm -hmm. I think I'd be kinder Mm -hmm. to people and kinder to myself. And I remember feeling as I'm laying all these things out, going, oh, that's all really true. I would love to feel that. And in softening, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's where I end up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's not a myth. It's It's not something that I have to work to get can actually get there really fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that was such a fundamental shift, mm-hmm. recognizing that not knowing what was going to happen next, first of all, was a myth. Um, and second, it was okay not to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, why do we want to keep trying to do something that isn't even possible? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's exhausting. It is. And it's anxiety producing because then we're thinking, okay, I can do this, but then it's not really working the way that I want or we're not paying attention, but we internally in our body feel the dysregulation or the distress from it. Mm-hmm. So then we have to avoid and distract and do all of the things that we talked about last week around um, <clears throat> not being here, mm-hmm. right? But living in the past. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. so it takes us away from any possibility of being present when mm-hmm. we need to know what happens next. Yeah, and it and it it also I've learned to try to anticipate what's going to come next. Not only ends up limiting maybe what might because you're trying to control things, you might miss things, but it it can it can introduce more anxiety than whatever's next might actually bring or pain, and it robs it of its possible joy and surprise. Yes, and I and if. I sound, I know in my own mind, I sound sad talking about this because I've done this so many times and I don't spend a lot of time wondering, oh, how much joy did I lose in my life because I was doing this? I'm much more, I'm so happy that I see this mm-hmm. now. It's okay that I didn't see all that, that I genuinely feel that way, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm reconnecting with that, how it felt to be, oh my gosh, I need to know what's going to happen next. I need to know, need to know, need to know. Yeah. And if I don't, Mm-hmm. something's wrong or I've done something wrong, man, it is, for me, it's a fundamental point of paralysis mm-hmm. yeah. that I've been in before. Yeah. And that doesn't mean too, like we can't have some sort of sense about a goal. Right. We, we can have some idea about what we'd like to experience in life yeah. or what we'd like to experience next. Yeah. We could have that sense, <laughs> Right. But we don't need to know for sure Mm -hmm. what that's going to be and how we're going to get there. That is probably the the, the biggest word or the most used word (laughs) I hear from my clients. 
Okay, that's fine. I get it. How? <laughs> <laughs> How do I do it? Right away. Right away. I get it. How? How do right? I do it? Because <laughs> that how to do it. I resemble that remark. Yeah. <laughs> that how to do it is linked to mm-hmm. needing to know what's going to happen next. <laughs> I need to know how to do this thing. Make it right. Just like make it <laughs> right. Everybody wants to know how. Right? <laughs> and we laugh about that because we've been conditioned mm-hmm. to go there. Yeah. Okay. You want this thing? Okay. Now, how do we do it? Mm-hmm. Right. But when we get the body involved and we build, start to connect and build trust in ourselves, mm-hmm. we don't actually need, in many cases, to know how. No. I've experienced that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because what happens? Yeah. Well, just, what happens? Yeah. You just do it. Yeah. From a sense of connection with self and presence, the things that I'm, the steps that need to be taken in these various things end up being taken. Mm-hmm. If I'm present in my work, you know, getting, softening the body. I just know where to go next. Mm-hmm. I know what to work on. And I'm more accepting of redirection, right? Um, if that needs to happen. In my personal life, whatever that might look like, it's so much easier to just be like, I'm just going to show up as me, right? That transparency we were yes. talking about more. And let people come in and out, right, as they do. And not worry about, what label is on it or where it's going to go or what it's going to do. Because if I miss, I've, I've learned so much in my personal life to love the moments I'm in with people, you know, and I'm getting to a point in life too, where a number of people, you know, I'm in my late forties, people are starting to pass away, mm-hmm. you know, long time or face real significant health problems or go through really significant losses. Mm-hmm. And I get more and more examples of recognizing why the moment is so key with anyone at any time because not only because they aren't guaranteed, but they're, they can be as beautiful or as connected as I want them to be in that moment and be valuable. And doing that pretty much helps contribute to the next ones. <laughs> and that's what's real mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. So you're no longer having to live in the past. It's true. Sort of like bringing all of that past stuff into what reality means right now because mm-hmm. that's living in the past yeah instead of being completely open and transparent and here right now in this moment mm-hmm. whatever comes up in this moment comes up but it's not influenced by the conditioned stories of the past yeah or what other people happen to be bringing in front of you or whatever whatever life brings to you in that moment. That's the thing about that safety system mm-hmm. that we talked about last time, that experiencing it is really the key, right? To soften, to breathe into it, even if you just get a taste of it. Because that safety system makes almost all these things we're talking about kind of puts them off to the sidelines a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you're aware that they aren't the central thing. Yes. You know, and to me that, that safety system has been, <laughs> has been the, the, the given gift mm-hmm. in all of this because I am okay. Mm-hmm. And it's not based on me having to convince myself in my mind that I'm okay. It's not based on me having to amass evidence, Mm -hmm. lists Mm -hmm. of all the ways I'm okay. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with a bunch of other people telling me that they're okay and I'm okay. Mm -hmm. There's just that sense of awareness Mm -hmm. that I'm okay and that I have a lot of choice as to whether I'm going to stay that way or not. Yeah. So what you were just talking about was sort of like relying on all the externals. Yeah. To for you to be okay, what we're talking about, what mm-hmm. we've been talking about is 
really going internal mm-hmm. to experience yourself as okay. We don't have to go to the externals to be okay. Mm-hmm. We can go inward. And that's where the softening and the breathing and the moving into the body to create some connection and trust in the body to know we're okay. We no longer have to rely on whatever external is hitting us in mm-hmm. that particular moment for us to be okay or not. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, and that's a, and if that sounds liberating to everybody who's listening or watching, it's because it is. <laughs> I mean, it really, it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, there's freedom in that. Lots of freedom in that. There's real freedom yeah. in that. And, and um, interestingly, um, and it also, there's a lot of connectivity possibilities in there. It's, I've said many times, it, it fundamentally has shifted mm-hmm. how I understand myself and how I understand my relationships and how I show up for them. Mm-hmm. I'm getting really emotional. Yeah. Talk about this. Can yeah. you tell? <laughs> so I'm curious about when you think about or when you tap into your emotional experiences mm-hmm. in general now, mm-hmm. what are you noticing about your emotional experiences now? My bandwidth is wider and longer. I can hold more emotional experiences than I used to be able to and let them flow. They're not as constricted. They're not as controlled. Um, and I guess, I mean, I experience all the things I used to experience. I experience happy, sad, fearful, lonely, mm-hmm. grief. All those things still happen. I I don't spend a whole, uh, nearly as much time anymore trying to keep all the good ones for as long as possible <laughs> and then try and push away all the tougher ones. Mm-hmm. You Just know? let them come in and come out, whatever get, they are. Yeah, that's that's becoming something that's happening more and more. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting better at recognizing when the stories bubble up. And it's, and it's easy to talk about the stories just from the difficult emotions. But I can kick off stories around all my good stuff too. Yeah. When I'm really, you know, I can get out of reality really fast when something good happens and I'm like, oh, this must mean this, this, and this is going to happen. This is going to happen. It's a setup. So I don't do that as much. And so um, not only am I think I'm better able to name my emotional states, but to recognize that they arrive and leave. And that actually helps me recognize when other people are bringing their emotional states in mm-hmm. and whatever they're feeling in a given moment is going to come in and leave. And so if they're, if they're kind of in a crappy mood, yeah. I don't have to let that. You don't have to me. take it on at all. I don't have to take it on at all. Yeah. And I don't have to judge them for it, for having it in the first place. Right. Okay. Next yeah. time we'll see how it goes. <laughs> it's so much better. <laughs> you so don't have simpler. a story about what their uh-huh. emotional state means. Mm-hmm. Right. How nice is that? Oh, it's, it's, it's great. And, and not having that burden opens up so much more bandwidth and energy for other things. Mm-hmm. And if I'm, and if I am in, if I'm practicing and I'm softening and I'm breathing and I'm recognizing those things, all those things that I'm wanting to do, those goals or those steps I need to take, it's not only much easier to see what the next good step is, it's much easier to take it. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm not worried about the outcome. I'm not trying to control mm-hmm. whatever it ever it is. And I'm not spending a lot of time Asking, is this really the right place for me to go? You're in the ocean. In the ocean. You're just moving and flowing. Yep. I was thinking of a river too, like just floating on a river. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Feel that rather than swimming upstream. Right. 
Yeah, just going with that that flow. Mm-hmm. We we can't be in flow if we're all tight and restricted and have all this conditioned stories about all the ways that things should be. Mm-hmm. We can't get in flow that way. No, no. And 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 if you're if you're floating in the ocean or swimming in the river, floating in the river, you have to be loose. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you can't tighten up. You're gonna get hurt. You're gonna get hurt. Yeah. yeah, your muscles are going to constrict. You're going to cramp. You're going to have a much harder time, mm-hmm. and that's what it that's what it feels like. Is it? Mm. It feels just. I feel more emotionally open, and relaxed, no matter what the state is. And when I'm not, the great thing is I know how to get there. Right? Just soften. Again, just saying the word mm-hmm. myself. I say that word so many times, every day. Yeah. Just soften. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Soften. Can't yep. help it. it. You you just do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how I would describe it. Yeah. Just a much wider that. bandwidth. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Which makes you more able mm-hmm. to deal with mm-hmm. whatever life brings you. Anyway. And you know what? I don't ask any questions about what's going to happen next. Yeah. yeah. Not one. Mm-hmm. And and if for anybody that sounds like how do I get there? Soften. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Breathe. Great place to start. Great yes. place to start. And, and, and it, you know, doing the practice, you know, will help build it up over time. Mm-hmm. But even to getting just a hint, mm-hmm. right? Just a, a pinch of salt tastes salty. Yes. A pinch of sugar tastes yes. sweet. That's true. Yeah. You don't need a ton of it Mm-mm. to Mm-mm. recognize it as real and to recognize what it tastes like. It's yeah. the same thing here. Yeah. That's what I think. A little bit of salt and a little bit of sugar. It's <laughs> all you need. You <laughs> heard it right here first. JDK. <laughs> I'm sure somebody else has said it before. Well, Much maybe. better. I don't know. It's, yeah. This is the first time for me. So. Yeah. That's <laughs> all right. There's probably <laughs> ad jingles for, I don't know, salt. Now I'm, now I'm like doing the salty, sweet snack Right. Thing. See, now you're going to go snack. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, we that's got right. about 15 seconds, I think. Well, okay. So I can I can run out and go do that right away. So. Yes. All right. Well, th- wow, this was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah. So between now and next time, everyone, be thinking about maybe that concept of, um, are you one of those people who needs to know what's going to happen next? Mm-hmm. Don't beat yourself up if you are. <laughs> Soften. Yeah. See what comes up and see if you can get a pinch of that sweet or that salty and, and see, how that, mm-hmm. see how that sits. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want people to think about during the week? Yeah, uh, just that. Just notice and, and see if you can kind of let go of some of that. See yeah. what that feels like. See what it feels like. Mm-hmm. All right. And then, of course, let us know at uh, our Facebook group um, or you can reach out to us uh, on Twitter, our email, buobthepodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, love to hear from you. Uh, and certainly if you have any stories that you'd like us to uh, help you debunk, we'd be happy to do that too. So until next time, I am JDK Winnikin. I am Tani Santabria. Thanks for debunking some junk with us on breaking up with our BS. See you next time. How you all feel tonight? Stop, stop, I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Stop it now, I'm leaving. Yeah. I don't think he felt anything after the crash.